Welcome back to the Darting Through the Faith podcast, which has arrived here on this yes. glorious day. We have arrived. We have arrived. We have arrived. You have arrived. Yeah. We have arrived. You have arrived back from your vacation. Mm-hmm. How was mm-hmm. it? It was great. Yeah? It was really nice. Yeah, oh, by the way, asking. I'm Julia Mon, and this is Father Sean Wilson. I don't think you said our names. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. Okay. I didn't. Right. Yeah. Right. I'm in witness protection after vacation, so oh. I was trying not to say my name. Right. Father Sean Wilson, <laughs> pastor of the Holy Face of Jesus Parishes, petersburgparishes.org. Is that still our website? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Check it out. It's yeah. good. It is Great. Good. Well, how are you? I'm really good. Wonderful. I'm gearing up to leave for vacation. That's right. Which is great. I'm looking forward to plan? it. On a jet plane? Leaving you, on a jet plane. Do you know plane? when you'll be back? Mm-hmm. Okay. In about a week. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great. Mm-hmm. That sounds like fun. It'll be good. Yeah. Um, but what about you? We want to know about your trip to New York and the special place you were going to visit. Remind me. All of them. Well, all of them were special places. All of them hold special places in my heart. But who's the American saint? Ray's then? Pizza. I oh. did go to the original Ray's Pizza in New York. Yeah. Yes. Was the it one good? that Santa tells yeah. Buddy the Elf to go to. Right. Mm-hmm. Did you really? Yeah. Was it good? It was It was great. It was New York pizza? Yeah, it was New York pizza. It was delicious. Yeah. Um, my little brother and I had went on a little bit of a long walk through New York and sure. it was only a couple blocks away and we're like, well, we should go. Absolutely. And we did and Wait, we were famished yes. from walking so much. Yes. So it hit the spot. Good. The mm-hmm. greasy spot in my stomach mm-hmm. that's always looking to get filled. Mm-hmm. 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 So mm-hmm. yeah, it was great. Better or worse than your average, uh, gas station pizza, pizza, uh, better, better, better. You like a good Gas. Your average gas station pizza. I only ask because you like it. I do yeah. like it's one of my guilty pleasures, uh-huh. gas station pizza. Right. Yeah. 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 But race pizza. The, the number of times this is actually just a little nah, it's not humiliating. It's it maybe amusing. <laughs> sure. The number of times I've been disappointed that mm-hmm. there was no pizza in the gas station when I'm on like a car trip. It's like, oh, I've got a hankering. I'm on a car trip. Let's go get some pizza. Uh, oh, pizza today? Goodness. <laughs> It's happened more than once. It's happened more than once. (laughs) It actually happened on my way down. Did it? I uh, Yeah, so I flew out of Columbus. So I had mass on Sunday and then hopped in the car. I had to fill up gas. It was lunchtime. I was like, perfect. Yep. I'm on vacation. Mm -hmm. It's the Lord's Day. Mm -hmm. Give me some gas station pizza. Treat yourself. That's right. And there was none. And um, there was much wailing and grinding of teeth, as the scriptures say. (laughs) Right. Right. So... uh, Hmm. That was more about gas station pizza than I ever thought I would. I don't regret opening up the conversation. Hmm. It went exactly where I wanted it to go. So thank you. You got it. You got it. But I do. It's like a wind-up toy that you just wind (laughs) up and play his greatest hits. Just I know your love for gas station pizza. I was hoping the passion for it came out, and it did. What about, in all honesty, your you went to visit some shrine or something in New York. I did go to the shrine of St. Francis Xavier Cabrini. So okay. St. Francis Xavier Cabrini mm-hmm. um, was from Italy mm-hmm. and she um, lived a life of basically like kind of beginning a religious community. It just kind of happened of her loving the Lord as best she could. And other women were drawn and she had this, um, draw on her to be a missionary. Hence, mm-hmm. she took the name Francis Xavier mm-hmm. uh, after St. Francis Xavier, mm-hmm. uh, the great Jesuit missionary. And so she had had this desire to go east, to go to China, right? Is east of Italy, uh, to go in that direction to be a missionary. And that was kind of her plan, her hopes. And she goes to see the Pope uh, to discuss it with this new uh, missionaries of the Sacred Heart of Jesus, the group she founds. And Pope 
I want to say Leo could have been Pius the Ninth, probably Pius the Ninth. Now that I think about it, could be his predecessor too. Anyway, says not to the east, to the but west. to the west. You <clears throat> must take care of the Italian immigrants in America. Hmm. And she's like, all right, the mm-hmm. Pope said so. That's where I'm going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she comes to the United States and just goes like gangbusters. Yeah. Mm. So went to the shrine, showed up there. Um, they had, the mass the mass at the shrine didn't work on my schedule. So. There was a wonderful lady who is the executive director at the shrine, just an absolute gem of a lady. Mm-hmm. Her name mm-hmm. is Julia. <gasps> How, How about that? that? Right? Yeah. Nice. So I don't remember her last name, but um, yeah, she was incredibly hospitable and sharing so much about the shrine. And you could tell her real love for St. Francis mm-hmm. Xavier Cabrini and continuing the mission that mm-hmm. she began of welcoming immigrants, but also loving the Lord. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah. Awesome. Um, Awesome. Yeah, they had like this display that I guess they kind of do different kind of displays. So it's like, well, it's the Eucharist or revival. Let's do a display mm-hmm. about St. Francis Xavier Cabrini and our love for the Eucharist. Mm-hmm. Sweet. So anyways, um, they were hospitable enough to say, yeah, you can come and celebrate Mass. And it was just me by my uh, by, by lonesome, which was with the Lord and all the angels in heaven. So mm-hmm. awesome. <laughs> but her, uh, her relics were in the altar there right below me. Mm-hmm. So that's just, that's a great way to celebrate Mass awesome. with the bones of a saint. That's so cool. Yeah. Oh, great God. shrine. If you're ever in New York City, it's on the in the Upper East Side of Manhattan, it, oh. Upper West Side of Manhattan. Uh, it's totally worth the trip. And I told Julia when I was leaving, I said I will be back with a pilgrim group someday in my life. Oh, dang. And uh, she said, "All right, just give us a heads up ahead of time." Sweet. Yeah. Where do you sign up for this pilgrimage? I don't know. I got. <laughs> I got. I got. Uh, I got ideas brewing. Okay. So we'll That's see awesome. what happens. Oh, cool. We shall see what transpires. Wow. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Okay. And we're dying to know, so we can bring this conversation full circle. We're in vicinity to the raised pizza, the original and this shrine. Where is, where are they in terms of they're both in Manhattan? They're They're not near each other. Okay. I had to take the subway Mm -hmm. to almost the end of the line to get to the shrine of St. Francis Xavier Cabrini. It was a long walk from where we were, but it was a walk to get to raise pizza. Gotcha. Could not have walked to the St. Francis Xavier. I mean, I could have. It was raining. It would have taken all day. Gotcha. Gotcha. Not the best use of my time. Gotcha. Good to know. Yeah. All right. So. Wonderful. Should we pray? Let's do it. name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord, we thank you for revealing your name to us. We ask that you may always give us a deep sense of reverence for your name, that we may be grateful that you have revealed yourself to us. And we ask that you may send forth your Holy Spirit to guide us this day as we pray for all of those who are listening to this podcast, all of our families, our friends, especially those going through difficult moments. We ask this all through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. And the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> Amen. Amen. Paragraphs 198 to 213. One God and his name. 198 to 213. Mm-hmm. Where are we in the catechism? Right at the start. Mm-hmm. So we're at the start of the creed. Um, so there's a little few introductory paragraphs, but then we actually jump into the creed right with this, right? Mm-hmm. I believe in uh, in God the Father. And so it starts with, I believe in one God, mm-hmm. uh, that God is one, three persons, one God. So it starts a little bit about the unity of God, and then it uh, then we get into his name, that God reveals his name. Mm-hmm. So, so we're right at the start of the first part of the catechism, which is on the creed. Mm-hmm. And this has two different sections, right? Uh, I believe in one God is a section, and then we jump into God reveals his name and how he reveals his name throughout scripture right. in four different sections there. One, two, three, four. Yeah. And there's two basically introductory paragraphs. One introduces the whole chapter 
on uh, God the Father, and the second just says, I believe in God. So it's the first affirmation. So we get kind of introductory paragraph for the whole section, mm-hmm. then for the whole article, and then... Um, jump into it. Jump into it. Okay. Right. Um, so for the whole section, this, I believe in God the Father, 198, our profession of faith begins with God, for God is the first and the last, the beginning and the end of everything. The credo begins with God the Father, for the Father is the first divine person of the most holy trinity. Our creed begins with the creation of heaven and earth, for creation is the beginning and the foundation of all God's works. So that gives a little roadmap for the rest of the uh, section, because mm-hmm. the rest of that uh, that chapter will talk about creation, which we've already we've already touched on that. But it's starting with this uh, beginning with God. All mm-hmm. things begin with God. He's the first. He's the last. And so if we're talking to anything about religion, anything about our Catholic faith, it always starts with God. Mm-hmm. And it actually doesn't start with Mary. It doesn't start with the sacraments. It doesn't start with us. It doesn't start with morality. It starts with who is mm-hmm. God. Because mm-hmm. that's the foundation of everything. Mm-hmm. And so that's why, that's why we start here. The Alpha and the Omega. The first and the last. Beginning and the end. Not the Beta. Not the beta. Not the beta. Right. Although we'll get into the part where God is beta than other gods. You talking about fish? Beta fish? Is that what you're talking about? Huh? Wait, I missed that. I missed it. What did he say? I, I am hearing eye rolling in the studio and I'm regretting that. Alpha, the second letter uh-huh. is beta. Yeah, in the Greek alphabet. Yeah. Right. And what did you say? Our God is beta than other gods. Oh, gosh. Oh, yes. Yeah. That was the eye roll. Yeah. Yep. Worthy of an eye roll and even a moan. Yeah. Mm hmm. I like it. Rhyming with moan, I recently watched Lion King with my niece when oh, I was on vacation, yes. and Timon is in there. Yes. And Timon gives a great dad joke that I thought as I talked about it would come to mind, and my younger brother's going to be kicking me because we were laughing about this all day yesterday. And, he didn't, and you don't remember it. And I it. don't remember the dad joke that Timon had. Oh, no. What part of the movie was it? It's when Timon and Pumbaa show up. At the yeah. very beginning? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, they don't. They show up like well, midway. Well, I mean, like when they're yeah. finding him yeah, in the yeah. desert. Yes. Uh Ah, it's, it was a lion joke. It was about lion. Yeah. He was lying around. Something no. like that? No? No? Mm-mm. That's not it. Okay. I know I know okay. the punchline, but I don't remember what brought it on. What's the punchline? I'll help you out. It's what's the matter with you? Yeah, what's not the matter? Much. Gosh. Oh, wow. Dang. Oh. Now we have to watch that movie tonight. Okay. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to struggle to read. Oh, it'll come to you. We have to record okay. two episodes, and between now and the next one, at some point, this will be unveiled, I'm sure. I hope so. I'm sure. Okay, so um, I believe in God. What did he say? I said, can you look that up? Oh, <laughs> We look that up. Very important. I believe in God. This first affirmation of the Apostles' Creed is also the most fundamental. The whole creed speaks of God, and when it also speaks of man and of the world, it does so in relation to God. The other articles of the creed all depend on the first, just as the remaining commandments make the first explicit. The other articles help us to know God better as he revealed himself progressively to men. The faithful first profess their belief in God. Okay. And this is so important Mm -hmm. because in our faith, we can kind of set God to the side, right? We could talk about social issues or we could talk about virtues or we could talk about the sacraments and they become, they can become disconnected from God and we can Mm -hmm. lose sight that first and foremost, everything begins and ends with God, Mm -hmm. which is why we're generous with the poor, which is why we worship, we come to mass on Sunday to worship God, right? Mm -hmm. So when we lose sight of God and the belief in God and acting like we believe in God, you know, mm-hmm. not just saying we believe in God, but then shaping our lives accordingly. 
Um, so that's why this has to come first, mm. that I believe in God is the first affirmation of the Apostles' Creed. Mm. Right. Okay. Um, then we jump into the section, I believe in one God, which is paragraphs 200 to 202. How do you want to do this? You don't want me to read out these paragraphs, do you? No, no, you don't. I don't think so. Um, but or just talk about like, so the one God, the oneness of God is part of the Jewish revelation, right? Mm-hmm. Part of the old covenant, maybe is the better way to say mm-hmm. that, because that's what the catechism said. The confession of God's oneness, which has its roots in the divine revelation of the old covenant, is inseparable from the profession of God's existence. Mm. So this is going to be different than polytheism, right? So you think about in the, the age that God is revealing himself to the to the Israelites, there's all, every basically every other culture has multiple gods. Now, in the Greeks before Christ, there's going to be this discussion by, you know, philosophers, Aristotle, Plato, all the all those guys that it doesn't like polytheism doesn't make sense, but there's trying to they're trying to figure out God themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, this whole polytheism stuff doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. But so this is an answer though to God to polytheism in some ways is no God is one. There are not many gods. There aren't competing gods, but God is one. Mm. So that's a that's an important step in revelation. God reveals his oneness. Mm. Continuing to Israel, his chosen, God revealed himself as the, the only, only one, one, right? Right. So there are not other gods. There's not mm-hmm. even like demigods or mm-hmm. gods that are not quite God or gods that are in competition. Mm-hmm. Right. God is one. And then through the prophets, of course, God calls Israel and all nations to turn to him, the one and only God. Right. Um, continuing in 202, Jesus himself affirms that God is the one Lord whom you must love with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. At the same time, Jesus gives us to understand that he himself is the Lord. To confess that Jesus is Lord is distinctive of Christian faith. This is not contrary to belief in the one God, nor does believing in the Holy Spirit as Lord, the giver of life, introduce any division into the one God. And that's going to blow our minds, Mm -hmm. right? Because that's the mystery of the Trinity. Mm -hmm. So sometimes when people talk about God, and just kind of common, the word for God gets interchangeable with Father. But that's, that's not really the case because Jesus is God. Right? When we talk about God, we're talking about Jesus. The Holy Spirit is also the Lord and the giver of life who's, who's God. So mm-hmm. what we believe as Christians, what we know is true, is that God is one. There's no division. We're not tritheists, right? There's not three gods, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But there's one God in three, three persons and one God. Mm-hmm. So the three persons share in one substance. And that comes from Revelation. And so we're trying to wrap our heads around Revelation. This isn't like some Greek influence, which sometimes gets what we get um, accused of, of the Greek influence. But it's actually Revelation to say, no, there's three persons because Jesus is clearly praying to the Father, and yet he is saying, I and the Father are one. So there's this unity, and then you, know, you wrap the Holy Spirit in there. So mm-hmm. the moral of the story is, there is one God. Mm-hmm. This section doesn't get into the three persons. We might have already covered that. Mm-hmm. I think we have. But mm-hmm. So there is parts. one God mm-hmm. who is uh, one in essence, substance, or nature, entirely simple. Mm-hmm. So that's from the, the uh, fourth mm-hmm. ladder in council there quoted in the catechism. Mm-hmm. So God is one. And then we get into the section, the second section in this article, talking about God revealing His name to us. Yeah. God reveals His name, um, and like I mentioned, there's four different um, subsections in this: the Living God, I Am Who Am, a God Merciful and Gracious, and God Alone Is. So these are the four we're getting in this section here. 
but God revealing his name. And this begins with beautiful words in mm-hmm. paragraph 203. God revealed himself to his people Israel by making his name known to them. A name expresses expresses a person's essence and identity and the meaning of this person's life. God has a name. He is not an anonymous force. To disclose one's name is to make oneself known to others. In a way, it is to hand oneself over by becoming accessible, capable of being known more intimately and addressed personally. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so true. Yeah. So the name expresses a person's essence. Mm -hmm. So the names have meaning. Mm -hmm. And it's incredibly important, I think, maybe for those of us who are in the business of naming children, Mm -hmm. to even just think about like a name has meaning. Mm -hmm. It's not just words that we want to sound nice. Of course, you don't want somebody's name, you know, like in my family, somebody to name a son William, right? William Wilson, like. All right, that just sounds a little goofy, right? Mm. Maybe somebody out there is William Wilson. I don't mean to insult you or anything. It's just a lot of wills. Sure. Um, but names have meaning, right? Mm-hmm. So we, you think about, uh, and that's what we're going to get in here with the name of God has meaning as he reveals his name. And even you think about Jesus' name has meaning. Jesus means God saves. And mm-hmm. so to have names that, that pack a punch, that mm-hmm. have a meaning, or to say there's this great person who are naming you after. Mm-hmm. And that's what, what, a great, what a great identity for somebody to receive as a young child. Mm-hmm. Or as an adult, and I just figured this out for myself. You know, I, I, and I know I might have shared this that like I was like, oh, what does the name John mean? So Sean is just the Gaelic derivative of John, and mm-hmm. John literally means God is merciful. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, my name that I've been given in my baptism for all eternity will hopefully reveal that God is merciful. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's beautiful. How about that? You know, so you uh-huh. you know to give people a name that has meaning Mm. for them to reflect on like this is my identity this is who Mm. i am it is really beautiful i feel like there's a whole section in the catechism that maybe we covered a a while ago maybe it's in the baptism i think it's in the baptism yeah and it might just be one paragraph yeah okay yeah talks about the importance of this do you know what julia means um is it pearl no precious Mm -mm. um I don't think so anyway. The one I'm thinking of is youthful. Youthful. Yeah. How about that? So don't let the gray hairs fool you. You're youthful. <laughs> youthful. Nice. I think I think there's other, you know, yeah. there's something that's more profound, but that's the one that always that's good. sticks. Okay, so God is revealing his name. It's important. He lets us know who he is, um, invites us to get to know him more intimately and address him personally, right? People have names. Mm-hmm. Right. right. So he wants to be in relation. That's why he reveals mm-hmm. his name so that we can call upon him. God reveals himself progressively and under different names to his people. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like over time we learn more and Mm -hmm. more about God. And so you even see this in so many things in the Old Testament. Like it progressively. So by the time you get to like the wisdom books Mm -hmm. that are written like 200 years before Jesus, like there's, it it just keeps deepening Mm -hmm. over time, this understanding of who God is, how he interacts Mm -hmm. with us. So it's too much all at once. Mm -hmm. So he he gives us little tidbits over Mm -hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Us being his entire people. Right. Um, and though it, this is progressively revealed, this revelation that proved to be the fundamental one for both the Old and the New Covenants was the revelation of the divine name to Moses and the theophany of the burning bush on the threshold of the Exodus and of the covenant on Sinai. Right. And we'll get to that name, I think, in the second one. I am who I am. Yep. yep. So <sighs> 205, the living God. So this name, we're talking about God reveals his yeah. name. The living living God. God God calls Moses from the midst of a bush that burns without being consumed. I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. 
God is the God of the fathers, the one who had called and guided the patriarchs in their wanderings. He is the faithful and compassionate God who remembers them and his promises. He comes to free their descendants from slavery. He is the God who, from beyond space and time, can do this and wills to do it. The God who will put his almighty power to work for this plan. He's an active God. Mm-hmm. That's what He's alive. Mm-hmm. He's the mm-hmm. living God. He's able to interact in history. Mm-hmm. So he's outside of history as it, it as I mentioned that, maybe that's in a different one. But he's the one who's able to interact, so he's alive. Mm-hmm. And, and so he's the God that calls Abraham, that does everything for Isaac and, and mm-hmm. Jacob, and mm-hmm. protects Joseph from mm-hmm. evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The living God. And the then we get God. into, I am who I am. Moses said to God, If I come to the people of Israel and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they ask me, what is his name? What shall I say to them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, say this to the people of Israel. I am has sent me to you. This is my name forever. And thus I am to be remembered throughout all generations. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's from the Exodus, the book of Exodus, with the interaction between Moses and the burning bush. And so it spells out, I am who I am. Um, This is... You know, it's often in our Bibles transcribed as Y-H-W-H. Mm-hmm. And now 209 talks about how the Israelite people do not pronounce the name of God because of its holiness, and they mm-hmm. give it the name Adonai, Lord, basically. They mm-hmm. don't pronounce Y-H-W-H. Now, I don't know exactly where we're supposed to fall on Catholics on this, if we pronounce that out of respect for our Jewish brothers and sisters, or we don't. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, because mm-hmm. I, I know... I. I should have looked this up, but I know some people don't out of respect for the Jewish brothers and sisters. However, other people will say, well, we do because that's the name God gives us to call Mm -hmm. upon him. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. right. Yeah. But it literally would translate as, uh, I am who am, Mm -hmm. or I am he who is. I am who I am. I am he who is. I am who I am. And this 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 is talking about in revealing his mysterious name. God says who he is and by what name he, he is to be called. This divine name is mysterious, just as God is mystery. Right. And again, not like mystery, like Sherlock Holmes mystery, gotta solve yeah. it. Yeah. But like beyond what we can grasp. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's and it, it touches on this part of like he unveils mm-hmm. who he is mm-hmm. and gives this name. And yet there's it's unfathomable, right? Mm-hmm. Because you can't really grasp, all right, well, what does it mean that he is who is? Mm-hmm. God is who is. Mm-hmm. And so that is yeah. that tension of mm-hmm. he gives his name, but it we can't completely wrap our heads around it. it the next sentence reads, it is at once a name revealed yes. and something like the refusal of a name. Yes. And hence it better expresses God as what he is, infinitely above everything that we can understand or say. Only God could think that up, right? Yeah, like right. nobody would be like, yeah, mm-hmm. what is your name? It'd be like, oh, it's Zeus, right? If we were just making that up, we'd give him a name like that because right. that sounds pretty cool. Right. But God in his infinite wisdom mm-hmm. gives us this Gives us his name, name and refuses to give us his name at the same time is what that's saying because oh, it's so far beyond what we can right. grasp. Yeah, right, right. And faced with God's fascinating and mysterious presence, man discovers his own Mm. insignificance. Mm. Well, ain't that the truth? If God is the one who is, well, that isn't me. Mm -hmm. And I am not the center of the universe. Mm -hmm. I am not the thing that everything else depends upon. Mm -hmm. That is the Lord. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's something all of us have to really reckon with, that Mm -hmm. we're not the center of the universe. Mm -hmm. 
because our temptation is to put ourselves mm-hmm, there mm-hmm. oftentimes. So um, this, this goes on later in that paragraph. Because God is holy, he can forgive the man who realizes that he is a sinner before him. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> um, and then again, as you mentioned, out of respect for holiness of God, the people of Israel do not pronounce his name. This is mentioned in paragraph 209. In the reading of sacred scripture, the revealed name, YHWH, is replaced by the divine title, Lord, as you mentioned. Right? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's what they reveal uh, claim Jesus as, right? Jesus is the Lord. Mm-hmm. That means he's the he's mm-hmm. the Adonai. He's he's God. Mm-hmm. So he also gets this name a God merciful and gracious. Mm-hmm. And this is gonna he gets this title. So we've got the living God, mm-hmm. and that's um the one who who um is acting on behalf of the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Mm-hmm. And that's we're still all talking. This is revelation to Moses, right? Mm-hmm. So the living God, and then who's who are we gonna? If they ask what your name is, what do we? Mm-hmm. I am who I am, mm-hmm. and then later when the the people of Israel sin with the whole golden calf incident, mm-hmm. now we get a further revelation of who God is, mm-hmm. and that's a God merciful and gracious, mm-hmm. right? Not vengeful, not exacting, but merciful and gracious. Right. The Lord passes be- before Moses and proclaims. God, merciful and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. Moses then confesses that the Lord is a forgiving God. Mm-hmm. Yes. The divine name I am or he is expresses God's faithfulness despite the faithlessness of men's sin and the punishment it deserves. He keeps steadfast love for thousands. And then by going so far as to give up his own son for us, God reveals that he is rich in mercy. By giving his life to free us from sin, Jesus reveals that he himself bears the divine name. When you have lifted up the son of man, then you will realize that I am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think at those words, everybody falls in the scripture. Like when he said, oh no, that's in the, in the garden. Oh man, it's a great scene. So in the garden in John's gospel, as uh, they they say, we're looking for Jesus of Nazareth, and he says, I am. Mm. And everybody just falls to the ground. Like mm. the powerful words of him saying, I am God. Mm-hmm. And they're just like blow, literally mm-hmm. blown off their feet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then they arrest him and kill him. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well. Right. <laughs> um, God alone is, is, are the last two paragraphs here in this Righto. section. God alone is. Over the centuries, Israel's faith was able to manifest and deepen realization of the riches contained in the revelation of the divine name. God is unique. There are no other gods besides him. He transcends the world and history. He made heaven and earth. They will perish, but you endure. They will all wear out like a garment, but you are the same, and your years have no end. In God, there is no variation or shadow due to change. God is who he who is from everlasting to everlasting and as such remains ever faithful to himself and to his promises. Right. So there's no changing in mm-hmm. God, right? There's, mm-hmm. he, he can adapt, right? So let's say hypothetically, he wants you to, um, be a missionary, right? To, to mm-hmm. Mozambique, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you're like, I'm not doing that. I'm gonna, you know, go get this job at, you know, Pizza Hut, sure. right? It's not that he can change. He's adaptable, right? Okay, in your mission at Pizza Hut, here's how you're going to spread the gospel, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right? So he's mm-hmm. he's not he's immutable. That's the right mm-hmm. word. So he's not like changing all the time, but he he can adapt to different circumstances. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um, 
So he's unchangeable and he transcends the world and history, right? So it's not like he lives in the heavens, but he's beyond the heavens, right? Mm. This is who God is, that he's beyond anything we can ever imagine. History will eventually come to the end, but God will not, mm. right? This earth, there was a time when the earth was not, but there was not a time when God was not. He's mm. eternal. Mm. Yeah. Alpha. And the Omega. (laughs) You know, here's something that's interesting. Oftentimes in visiting CCD classrooms, one of the questions I get a lot is who created God? Sure. Right. So kids can have this like sense of like, okay, somebody had to create this and Mm -hmm. they know the story of Genesis of God created da, 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 Mm -hmm. da. But it's like, well, what became, Mm -hmm. came before that. Mm -hmm. And I don't know the best way to get them to understand. I try and explain Mm -hmm. it, but that's what makes God, God Mm -hmm. is that nobody created him. Mm -hmm. One of the things of God means he, alone. He just is. Mm -hmm. It's not that he started in, you know, whatever, some BC something, something, Mm -hmm. um, but that he alone is. And, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, Mm -hmm. somebody has got to push, push the dominoes to make them start moving. Mm -hmm. And that's God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. I don't know. Okay. (laughs) I don't know if I'm explaining it well. Well, God is a mystery. That only proves that too. Like it should make your brain hurt. To he think doesn't about have a things sometimes, right? right? If we if we claim it was that was that in this that was quoted Saint Augustine, or did I read that elsewhere? Like if we claim we know who God is, we're not understanding God. Fooling ourselves. Right. We're kidding ourselves. Yeah. We're not understanding who God is just by the fact yeah. that we think we can grasp who he is. Um, yeah. So the revelation of the ineffable name, I am who am, contains then the truth that God alone is. Yes. And then we get some really great biblical scriptural theology here that I'll let you read. (laughs) The Greek Septuagint, (laughs) translation of the Hebrew scriptures and following it, the church's tradition, understood the divine name in this sense. God is the fullness of being and of every perfection, without origin and without end. All creatures receive all that they are and have from him, but he alone is his very being, and he is of himself everything that is. Mm. So every perfection exists in him. So we think about that. God is perfectly prudent, right? Maybe one of the perfections of being human is to be prudent, to be wise, to know how to practically, you know, know what the right thing is to do in a situation. God is perfectly prudent. Mm -hmm. And not that he grew into that, but Mm -hmm. he always was and always will be perfectly prudent. And you think about any goodness, perfectly loving, God is always perfectly loving, always has, always will be. So every perfection exists in him and has no origin and no end. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And everything, every perfection that we have is reflect, is a reflection of who God is, right? Mm -hmm. Even our own wisdom, our own prudence Mm -hmm. is a reflection of God's Mm -hmm. prudence Mm -hmm. and gives us a little window Mm -hmm. into who God is, Mm -hmm. which is honestly, I don't know if anybody pays attention to the the funeral homilies. I I think this is just an important thing to do. Mm -hmm. Or at least it's just, it seems like a way to go about a funeral homily is just to talk about what window into who God is, does this person's life give? Mm -hmm. Right? Like what, what, what can we glimpse about God from this person's Mm -hmm. life? Maybe it's a particular virtue. Maybe it's a particular way they live their life. Maybe that's just a particular story. Mm -hmm. Um, So, Mm -hmm. but all of us should, all of us do reflect God, Mm -hmm. even if we've kind of, um, tarnish that reflection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Can't get rid of it completely. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Oh, okay. So this St. Augustine quote, yes. Yeah. It was in the in brief paragraphs on yeah. this section. So looking at paragraph 230, even when he reveals himself, God remains a mystery beyond words. If you understood him, it would not be God. That's one of from one of St. Augustine's yeah. sermons. Yeah. Right. So I think that's a wrap for that one. I think so. One God and his name, paragraphs 198 to 213. Um, you want to cross it off? or I can, but I was just going to say the next yeah. week we're going to be going to... Well, do you want to tell the good people? Sure. We already threw the dart since we're recording two today. We're going to paragraphs 84 to 95. 84 to 95, Heritage of the Faith. Even closer to the beginning than we were this time. <laughs> oh, I should have shaved my hair for the heritage of the faith. Oh, oh I'm so glad you didn't think of that until right now because we definitely don't have to, time to do that between shows. Right? We don't. We could. And we don't we don't have time nor the equipment that would you have a you have a rate you looking at me like you just carry that around with you. I can shave I can shave my head anytime anywhere. Is this accurate? Could you do this right now? Let's just let's if, just pause and let's just wrap this up. No, I gotta know. No, I don't. Oh, I was gonna say, okay. Okay, you don't have that. Okay. All right. Shh. All right, we're gonna end with Exodus three, eleven through fifteen. <laughs> but Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? God answered, I will be with you, and this will be your sign that I have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will serve God at this mountain. But, said Moses to God, if I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your ancestors has sent me to you, and they ask me, what is his name? What do I tell them? God replied to Moses, I am who I am. Then he added, this is what you will tell the Israelites. I am has sent me to you.